You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. This is your show all about what to do when you're buying, selling, investing, holding real estate, or when you're just sitting at the the table, the dinner table, and you hear people talking about real estate, you're going to be the one in the know, and you can sit back and laugh when you hear how wrong so many people are about different things. Um, No, I I don't know. That's just, uh, I I swear, every time I'm out at a restaurant or I'm sitting down at dinner or something, people are talking about this stuff. And I'm like, no, man, that's just not right where they get that information. And and Google is usually, you know, the, the... the, the source of that, you know, and Google has to be right, right? But they could be looking at a video or podcast from so far, so long ago, or from somebody that just isn't even credible. So what we do on this show is we bring on top tier professionals in so many different industries to educate you about what's actually happening out there. And we like being, and we love being this source of education for you. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Facebook.com backslash Dispirito team. It might even be easier for you to Google Dispirito team Facebook. I want you to like that page and check out the videos and the content we have there. It's absolutely awesome. So later on in the show, we've got some great guests coming on. Um, but right now, you know, I wanted to talk with you about some repair requests that you don't want to ask for as a buyer, okay? This this could literally throw extra hurdles in your transaction and allow you to do worse than you would, um, you know, if, if you hadn't asked for uh, those repairs, okay? So don't ask for these following repairs, okay? Number one, the smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. That has to be done when you're closing anyways. I mean, the fire marshal's gonna come into any property, single family, multifamily, condominium, and he's gonna, or she's gonna say, hey, you know what, this passes or it doesn't pass. It has to pass in order to close unless you're a cash as is sale. So don't ask for the smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, okay? How about this one? If you are an FHA, that's Federal Housing Administration, a VA, the Veterans uh, Association, or if you are a Rhode Island housing buyer, Don't go in and ask for the sellers to put up hand railings or to fix chipping paint or anything like that. Save that for the appraiser. The appraiser is going to come out and do a separate inspection. And if that seller wants to sell you the home, and they all do, believe me, they're going to have to fix that stuff up. Okay. So unless you're going into a situation where you know right off the bat that the seller can't cover those items... Okay, then you're going to want to talk with your realtor about different options and what to do. And they're going to give you options. There's always options. There's always things we can do, right? But don't ask for that type of stuff. Another thing to not ask for is the simple small repairs, okay? If there's a jiggly doorknob or if there's a, you know, a a toilet that needs a new wax seal, you know, as long as it's not leaking or anything, don't ask for that stuff, okay? Because those are all things that you can do. And sellers are going to say, hey, you know what? This buyer's nitpicking. And as a listing agent, somebody that lists hundreds of homes, I'm telling you, this is how sellers take it. They take it as almost like you're nagging them or disrespecting them or picking apart their home that they love. So you really want to go for these big ticket items. If the house needs a new furnace, if it needs a new roof, if it needs, uh, you know, if it has leaky plumbing or or defective uh, electrical system components, things like that. 
large-scale things that are going to cost you a ton of money to do when you go into the home. You're going to want to make sure that either you're buying the home appropriately for the appropriate price for the work that needs to be done, or if you don't have that cash out of pocket, or you're not using a rehab loan, or you don't have any bands handy that can help you, you're going to want to ask the seller to fix the stuff ahead of time or give you some sort of credit to help um, you know, with that hit. So I hope that information was helpful. Um, you know, and we're, we, we do everything we can to walk our clients through the, uh, the inspection process. It's not always easy, you know, but by doing things the right way and making sure you're asking the sellers for reasonable requests is going to get you more than you would if you just took the entire inspection report and, and said, Hey, I want all of this done. Okay. I've never seen a seller do all of it. I've seen plenty of sellers walk away. I've seen plenty of buyers walk away. So the inspections part of the transaction is a huge deal and it can't be taken lightly. And you obviously need to make sure that both parties walk away winning or else you don't have a transaction. So that was your uh, tip of the week. I hope you enjoyed that. Here's what I want you to do. I want you, if you're having a hard time you know, starting getting your home ready for sale or starting to get ready to purchase a home. Or if you have questions, I want you to take down my number, save it in your phone as Emilio, the real estate guy, E-M-I-L-I-O, save it in there, right? 401-217-2333. Okay. 401-217-2333. I'm happy to help you out with anything I can, get those questions answered for you, connect you with the right professionals that'll take you through the process as seamless as it can be and set the right proper expectations for you. You're going to get that house you want, or you're going to go ahead and sell that house for the price you want as long as you're, um, you know, as, as long as your expectations are correct, right? So give me a call. Would love to help you out. We've got a fantastic show. Super blessed and thankful to be here. Appreciate you so much for listening. I'm Emilio Desperado, team leader of the Desperado team covering Rhode Island and Massachusetts real estate. We're going to be right back after a few moments of these words from our sponsors. Thank you so much. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, your show all about buying, selling, investing in real estate and practical business practices. We love doing what we can to educate you, and uh, we do this with some wonderful contributors. And here in the studio with us today is no other than Peter George with Peter George Public Speaking. What's going on, Peter? How are you? I've been doing great. How are you? It's great to have you here. And great. Peter, you know, for those that don't know you, um, or or have may not have heard of you or listened to shows that you've been on in the past. Um, just going to let them, I want to brag about you for a second, if you don't mind. Peter um, not only, you know, coaches me, which is fantastic. It's great. I've learned a lot. I've got a long way to go. Um, but he also has coached and is coaching some very prominent leaders in Fortune 500 companies all around the world. So, this man knows what he's talking about. It's important. Public speaking and connecting with people is vital, and it plays parts in every single transaction in the world, every single conversation, and there's something that I think we can all take from this. So this is really fantastic. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. You think about that to what you just said. A lot of people say, so what is public speaking? 
Anytime you're speaking to another human being, it's public speaking. It doesn't right have to be 100 people, 1,000 people, whatever. Yeah. Just one-on-one across a desk or a table is still how you engage that person. Yeah, absolutely. And what you can communicate. And a lot of people think it's just, hey, I know what I'm talking about, and therefore I'm good. No, not at all. Not at all. There's so much more to it than that. So what else to it is there? I mean, what? <clears throat> well, you you have your body language and what yep. that's saying to someone. You have your voice and what's that saying to the someone. Inflection. inflection, pace, tone, all of those mm. things. And if those three messages, the actual words you use, your body language, and your voice aren't sending the same message mm-hmm. altogether, it becomes confusing. Mm-hmm. So you could be very excited, and if your voice doesn't reflect that, if your body doesn't reflect that, I'm not necessarily getting a message or truly believing that message from you. Got you. And that's the way it always works. A lot of people will also ask, how can I be best prepared to speak? And that's ex- exactly what they need to do. They have to prepare. And preparation is not here's what I want to talk about. I have it down on paper as far as the subject matter, these bullet points, and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. It is rehearsing that body language. It's rehearsing how you're going to use your voice and bringing all those things together. I'm actually coming from a meeting where a young lady was just speaking to me about a, an appearance she made, and she was talking about how nervous she was. And what we went over was preparation. Mm-hmm. The more prepared you are, you're still going to have nerves. You can't get rid of the nerves, but you can learn how to deal with the nerves. Everybody is nervous. Time flies a lot faster, too, when you're prepared. Time's a lot faster. You, you feel like you're in command. You're more able to react when things maybe go, go maybe not as you had anticipated they were mm-hmm. going to go, and you're just in control. Preparation is key. And I, I agree when it comes to people being nervous with Mark Twain. Mark Twain said there were two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's nervous, and that's what we don't understand. But preparation actually helps with helping control the nerves and turning that nervous energy into positive energy. Yep, absolutely. When when I have to go up and talk in front of people, whether it's 50 people or 1,000 people, I haven't been at 1,000 yet, but I just got invited to do something out in, in Vegas, actually, for Home Smart Professionals. I'm excited for it. But my heart beats so fast. And I, I got to, like, literally take a second and breathe. Like, I can't, you know, do you ever go up and, and talk in front of people and you kind of, like, lose your breath? What do you, like, I know what I do personally, but I want to know what advice would you have when you got somebody that's, like, ready to faint? Because <laughs> that's how I feel, right? I'm like, oh, my God, please, God, help me. Like, you know, I'm ready to faint out there sometimes, but I go through with that. Well, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but there's a few things you can do. I personally pace. I don't pace when I'm speaking. That's not a good thing. Oh, it's not. But behind the behind the curtain, behind the stage, wherever it might be, off stage, I pace back and forth, and I get those nerves turned into positive energy. Yep. So where I go from... I'm nervous being here to the point of I can't wait to get out there. This is a positive thing for me. That's a complete transformation. And that's how I particularly do it. There are other people who jump on trampolines. There are people who sit and meditate and take deep breaths, cleansing breaths, as a lot of people would call them. 
there are people who visualize themselves going out on stage just like a batter would visualize themselves getting the winning hit. Yep. Same way. They visualize themselves going out on stage, having great interaction, engaging the audience, the audience uh, clapping at the end. They visualize the whole thing. So there are many different things we can do to bring that nervous energy and corral it to where it helps us instead of hinders us. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that the fact that people jump on trampolines and stuff. But I, but I, I, I've seen that, right? So um, I belong to a, a real estate coaching program called Tom Ferry. If anybody knows anything about you know real estate, if they've if they've worked behind the scenes, they know Tom Ferry. He's the leading real estate coach, and he's got several coaches under him. And they go out and they they they. Um, you know, give presentations and they do events and teach us things about marketing and about presentations and all this other stuff when listing appointments and, and, and all that and how to connect with people. But these guys, I know one of them, one of the best coaches he has, he gets all amped up like before and he puts it on Instagram and he's like, Hey, I'm about to go out there. So he has this, this, uh, you know, almost like a prayer that he says, right? Like an affirmation. And he says it and he gets all pumped up and he goes out there. And like, I really like that. I think affirmations are powerful as well. Uh, prayers, all that type of stuff. And, and, and then going out there knowing what you're doing could help people when you deliver it correctly. That's the power behind it. And I love the fact that you said be prepared because when you're prepared, you're taking yourself seriously. And when you're prepared, you feel you feel more professional and you feel more serious about it. And the crowd is going to feel that from you, I think. That's a great observation. And also think of this. When you don't take the time to prepare, what you're saying is to these, let's say, 120 people out there in your audience, mm -hmm. I didn't respect your time enough for me to prepare. Yep. I expected you to come, take the time to get here, take the time to sit here, take the time to leave here. Yet Absolutely. I didn't take the time to prep for you. To me, that's akin to in college, high school, wherever, handing in the first draft of a paper and yeah. expecting it to go well. Yeah, no, never. That's in radio, we call that showing up and throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I want you to picture somebody just showing up and throwing up on the mic. Like that's, that, yeah. that's, that's funny how much that <laughs> subject comes up. First of all, I love that line. Yeah. Second of all, I say to people, just knowing information isn't enough Yeah. because all you're doing then is going and vomiting information on people. Uh -huh. So it's funny that there's that, that threat of throwing up. Yeah, it happens in all professions too, though. All you the know, time. you see a lot of salespeople do it. I run into. Let me let me tell you, we have about a ninety percent closing ratio on our listing appointments with the Desperado team. So, listing appointment, we're going out Excellent. talking with sellers, right? And we're sitting down with them, and they can't believe how prepared we are when we go in there. I mean, we're bringing you know a stack of paperwork that looks like a close, like something they're signed at the closing table. It's all information, right? We're going through it. And before we even get there, we're educating people up front. So it's just like so informative. And people always thank us for that, right? And then you got the 10% who just doesn't care and just wants like a discount service, doesn't care how much they walk away with is, you know, whatever. A whole different story, whole different kind of person than what our clients are. But I, I think it goes hand in hand. And to tie it all in together, that's why I appreciate learning about this subject so much. And, and I tell everybody in any walk of life, you need to take you know presentations. You need to take how you connect with people, how you communicate with people super serious because you can't even get a date without communicating 
correctly, right? And that's what we're doing. We're, we're establishing dating. relationships. We're dating. We're dating. I'm married, we, but we, I, I, yeah, well, so am I. But you know, that's what we do. We we engage other people. And it's funny yeah. that there's that term of engagement. Yep. We engage other people, and unless they're willing to accept what we have to say, which is a major part of presentation, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We can go out there and feel great about ourselves. I did it. I nailed it. If we didn't engage that audience, we should have stayed home. Yeah. Hundred percent, good stuff. So Peter George with Peter George Public Speaking. You can go ahead and Google him at Peter George Public Speaking, or go to PeterGeorgePublicSpeaking.com, and you can find out uh, his his contact information there and reach out to him. Let him know you heard it here. Um, again, fantastic opportunity to get in front of a top notch coach. Um, or if you'd like to leave us feedback, please do so. 401-217-2333. 401-217-2333. I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, where we're talking about real estate, business, and fantastic advice from some top-tier professionals. We're going to be right back here on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM in a moment. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, and we're talking about buying, selling, investing, what to do in between, as well as practical business and life advice. We've got on some industry-leading professionals in the studio with us today. We have Peter George with Peter George Public Speaking. What's up, Peter? How are, How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm great, man. I'm so happy to have great. you here. Love it. Love the information you shared with us last segment. If, by the way, you're listening and you missed the last segment with Peter, we were talking about how important and crucial it is to be prepared when public speaking and why and all the stuff that goes behind that. And you can actually check that out on our Facebook page. You can see the video. You can watch, uh, listen to the podcast. It's facebook.com backslash Dispirito team. All right. Check it out. Like the page. You're going to see a lot of great stuff on there. So oftentimes, Peter, I will be meeting with new buyers or new sellers, usually first-time buyers or first-time sellers, but even people that have bought and sold homes several times. And they're surprised at the way some things go down in real estate. They're surprised with contact uh, contract language. Makes sense. Yeah. They're surprised with you know uh, the the process and how things are done and why they're done in such a way. And I was like, you know what, this would be a fantastic time to answer some of their questions and really clear things up for our listeners. Okay, people that might be going through a real estate transaction right now that might be frustrated. Sure. They might be upset and they might be displacing their anger on either their agent or, and sometimes it's the agent's fault, yeah, or the agent or the lender or their attorney or their spouse or whoever else, because it's a roller coaster ride. It really is. I, I also have to think it's kind of like an operation where a doctor says, it's not a big deal. We're all, we're all set. It's a big deal to the patient. Exactly. You do this every day. The yeah. home buyer generally doesn't. Yes. And we don't treat it like that because. We understand, you know, um, you know how sensitive of a time it is for people. Sure. We do. So we're we're servicing people. We, we if anyone was on my team and they were complaining about a client complaining or, or doing something, we simply take a step back. And we say, listen, you're in the service business. Exactly. You're servicing them. You need to provide them that white glove service. And remember, they're going through an emotional time. It's a tense time. Take them through. 
take yeah. them, hold their hand, take them through. That's what we do. Sometimes we get beat up, and, and you know, and, and there's <laughs> some sure. there's some times where we have to remind people like, whoa, I'm I'm a human being. Right. I have a family like you. I wake up, I put my pants on the same way you do. Okay, I'm here. I'm not a punching bag, and, and I'm not something you can walk all over. So you're going to treat me with respect as I treat you with respect, or we, we're going to have to part ways. It's the only way it can work. I've had that conversation twice out of over 700 transactions. Nice. Yeah, most people are fantastic. They really are. They really, really are. And then other people are like, oh, and, and one of those people go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then the other person just kept on that path, and we walked away from one another. God bless them. I, I pray for them. I hope they're good. So anyway, so – you had a question and uh, about the process of real estate, um, about inspections, I believe, right? What was that? Yeah, inspections when it comes to residential realty. Yeah. How does that process work? Yeah, so, so residential and commercial real estate, complete different animals. Um, with residential real estate specifically, to answer your question, in Rhode Island, there's a 10 business day uh, time period for inspections, Peter. Okay, so 10 business days, of course, is exclusive of weekends, of holidays. So if you're in a month like January, you know, I think there's President's Day and I know there's, there's Martin Luther King Day in January, right? So you have those two national holidays. It could be 16 calendar days. It's more than half of a month right? where a buyer has you locked up, right? They're in Rhode Island, it's a no-risk time for a buyer. A buyer can literally walk away for any reason at all if they're not satisfied. Okay, so so if they so if that inspection comes back and I, and I have a problem with it at that point, I can just drop and walk away. Correct, and and to put it even more clearly, a buyer can wait 15 days, not even do an inspection, and say, "Oh, I found a better house. I'm gone. I'm not satisfied here." It's crazy. Oh, so it's not contingent on the the inspection not necessarily if you read the language of the contract it's pretty um it's pretty vague okay and they do it in a way where the buyer really doesn't have any risk but the sellers take on a risk so if you're selling a home and here's a question that i know home sellers are asking well how can i alleviate that risk and we have an answer for that okay so if you're getting ready to sell a home or if you're selling a home right now and you're having inspection problems or if you're having problems with buyers with cold feet a lot of first-time buyers have cold feet we got to think about what's going on behind the scenes their parents are probably um, you know talking with them saying like wow this house is overpriced or this is wrong that's wrong you know well that could be the first home that their parents are actually seeing it could be your home, the first sure. home they're seeing. And when's the last time mom and dad bought a home? Right. 80s, 90s, 2000s. Sure. Things have changed quite a bit, right? Or maybe they bought in that time where real estate prices were sky high because of a falsified market and then it crashed. Maybe they're nervous. They're looking out for their kids. It's a normal process, but many times they're talking their kids out of buying a fantastic deal. So here's what you can do as a seller to prepare for that. You can do a pre-list home inspection. You get an inspector in, you get all of the inspections done up front, okay? You disclose everything to the buyers. You allow the buyers to do their own inspection as well. No big deal, but it's a very transparent, clean experience. That makes sense. Everyone knows what's going on. The, the buyers are gonna be impressed. They're gonna trust you. Now, if you have a house with a septic and a well, you're going to want to do the septic and well inspection as well. And, and the, the sellers always say the same thing. They say, hey, you know, the buyer's supposed to pay for that, right? Yeah, you're right. The buyer's supposed to normally pay for that. If you want to have a normal 
transaction with normal results where you're netting about three to five percent less than you should, let's do it the normal way. You know, if you want sure. your house to maybe come off of the market and go back on the market and net even less later, let's do it your way or the normal way, right? But if you want to do it and make the most money, let's do it the way our clients have benefited the most. And let's be transparent up front. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Do you find that we as sellers try to start nickeling and diming things like you said, well, that's the buyer's supposed to pay for that, right? Yeah. And I don't want to pay for it. And it's relatively a very small percentage of what I'm going to profit, yet I still try to not have to pay. Yeah. That's, that's, and sabotage the whole process? That's a great question. Well, we've actually, I, I've done an analysis on this, right? And, and, and we don't, so we're very selective with who we work with, okay? And 81% of our clientele have taken our advice on doing a preliminary title check and doing a preliminary um, home inspections and staging their home, pricing it properly. 81% nice. of our clients take our advice to a T. Okay. That's our awesome. goal is to get that to a 90%. We're already 1% better than how, you know, the, the 80, 20 Pareto principle works, sure. right? So we're already 1% better. So we're identifying who this 19% is, what, what, you know, and usually it's a lot of investors. They want to do things their own way. They know more than realtors and, you know, it's the, some investors may, some investors may. Okay. But not most. Okay, right. so so that we're 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 going and identifying that, and then we're now able to educate these nineteen percent and say, hey, listen, this is why it's important. Here are the numbers, and we're noticing an increase. I believe by next year we'll be at eighty five fifteen. I believe that my goal is to hit ninety. You can't hit. So so to go back to what you're saying. Sellers are emotional sometimes because they're attached to the home. Mm -hmm. And to have someone come in and tell you that the price is lower than what you expected, right, in the first place, tell you that you have to move your furniture around, depersonalize your property where you raised your kids, where you grew up, where you had your anniversary party, where you had all the special moments, you know. It's all personal and you're telling me to depersonalize it. Yes, 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 yes. So already it leaves kind of a tough feeling with somebody, especially when there's a situation where they have to move outside of their will, okay, if they're sick. Sure. If they, if somebody passed away, if uh, whatever it could be, if they need to downsize or if they're going through a divorce, these are tough, tough situations. So yes, I understand that people may be reluctant to do things and they, and like you said, they may be nickeling and diming, but once you understand and can empathize with them, or I would say I can't empathize with them, I'd have to sympathize with them. Um, I'd, I would definitely have to, you know, because I don't know sometimes exactly how they're going. You know what I mean? I right. haven't gone through some of the stuff that our clients go through. Um, but yeah, Peter, we just, we have to educate them, hold their hands through it. And ultimately most of our clients trust us in our decisions and they, they, they do pretty well. That's great. Yeah. I'm trying to remember back to when I bought my first house, which was 40 41 years ago? Yeah. A long time ago. And I was just a kid. I had no clue what I was going through. Yeah. And my parents had purchased, I think, one house by that time. So they really couldn't help a lot. And I relied solely uh -huh. on the realtor. And as they explained things to me, it was just walk me through this. But I had a lot of confidence in that realtor. Good. And without her, I, I would have had no clue what to do. And I do remember, even that, all that time ago, 
it was a very emotional time. Yeah, it is. Buying your first home is a scary thing. It's a very scary thing. Buying a second or a third or fourth home, scary thing. Oh, okay. Just continues. I tell my clients, and and you know, we work with uh, you know everything from a hundred thousand all the way to you know two million, like ooh, three million, four. You know, we're we're covering a huge chunk. Like we're covering the whole market here right. in Rhode Island. What we do, right? But you know, in our niche, by the way, is between two and six hundred thousand. Like that's our niche. That's where we do really, really great, right? So recently. I was sitting down with one of our clients, fantastic guy. We're helping him sell. We're helping him buy him and his family. And, uh, you know, and, and he met with like four other realtors, Peter, right? And and when I sat down with him, I said, look, man, you got a quarter million dollar property here. You're buying another quarter million dollar property. That's a half a million dollars in tr- transaction that you're going to be going through. All right. And his jaw dropped. And he was like, What? You know, and, and he, you know, when, when you're looking at numbers sometimes, it, it kind of, the, 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 the large, the, how can I put it? The, it's just such a big deal, right? But when you're looking at numbers, it gets kind of lost, you know right. what I it's mean? It's just zeros. Yeah, it's just zeros. But when you put it into that perspective, okay, he was so shocked and he's like, thank you for putting it into that perspective. He said, like, we feel like we're important. And I said, well, you are important and this is important and I don't care if you're buying hundred thousand dollar home, right? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of sure debt. Is. That's a lot of money and it needs to be handled the appropriate way. Right. So what I want to get at is this for first time home buyers specifically, a lot of websites out there right now. And on these websites, there's a lot of real estate agents that pay to play, right? There's a lot of good ones on there, but there's a lot that aren't like anything else, right? And it's not that they're bad or anything, but they're inexperienced or they don't have the right, whatever whatever it could be. Sure. That's not a dig at anybody. Not all people and in, in, in professionals are created equal. They're just not all great at what they do. It is what it is. Call it as it is, right? So vet who you are working with. Interview two or three agents. Check their reviews online. Find out if you know anybody in common that has dealt with these people. Find out what their experiences are. And again, check their Google uh, reviews. Check their Zillow reviews. Go on Facebook. See what kind of content they're putting out, right? Yeah, this is, a, like you said, this is a huge transaction. Huge. Anytime you have that many zeros after any number, it's an amazing transaction. And it's like anything else, I would presume. I don't know your industry all that well, other than being in it a few times uh, as a buyer or seller. Mm-hmm. But... It comes down to, again, like everything else, buyer beware. You have to know who you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You do. You definitely do. And, you know, one last point I want to talk about, too, because the producer's saying we got to cut to a commercial. Sorry, Christina. Hold on. Can you bear with me two more seconds? Yeah. All right. You rock. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) she does. So it's so much more than just the numbers, too. It is the whole entire process, right? It's everything from preparing their home for sale, just like making a great public speech, which has to be prepared for. Your home has to be showroom ready. It has to be prepared to sell. If you're a buyer, you have to be prepared to buy. You have to have your mortgage approval or proof of funds in hands, or no sellers or no realtors are going to take you serious, okay? You're going to get a whole different level of service when you come correct, right. okay? And sometimes you don't know what that is, that's okay. That's when a real estate agent really can, can help p- 
you know, help you out and pull their weight, right? But but basically, you know, it's about the move. It's about coordination. It's about, you know, the financing. It's about going through the appraisal, the inspections, the repair requests. There is hundreds of steps in buying and selling a home. It is very intense. And make sure that you are fully educated in doing that. And that's our hope here is that we're going to, that we can provide you with that type of education. So if you have any questions at all, no obligations, guys, go ahead and call me. Leave a message if I don't get your call, 401-217-2333, 401-217-2333. We're here for you. I'm Emilio Desperado running the Desperado team with HomeSmart Professionals covering Rhode Island and Massachusetts Real Estate. And this is News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Peter, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Peter George, public speaking. You're the man. And uh, we're going to be right back here after a quick commercial break. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. So there's only one person on the show that gets a theme song other than me, and that's Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Jennifer, do you realize you've been on the show for over four years? I know. It's so exciting. And I do a little dance behind the scenes when that song comes on, by the way, too. I would love to see that. But, you know, you never, <laughs> ever come into the studio. You're always too busy. No, I'm just kidding. I know you're very busy. I don't know how you do what you do with the amount of time. If our listeners, if you have never ever been to riblogger.com, you really owe it to yourself to check it out. You probably didn't realize that the small state of Rhode Island has so much going on. Everything is on there. Uh, and Jen's here with us weekly now talking about the top five events in Rhode Island. So, wow, great. Time flies, Jen, but thank you so much for being such a great part of the show. I know it really does. I was just thinking about it. It's like, yeah, it's wild, but it's good. <laughs> Jen, it's good that Rhode Island has something great every season. Like, yes. you know, I feel like I look forward to the summer, then you look forward to the fall, and then your mind goes to, like, winter, and it's nice. We live in such a great place. We do, we do. And there's so many times where I've been able to connect the dots and actually take my family to events that, that you talk about and whatnot. And I really love that. We get to meet new people and see great places and really tour places in Rhode Island. We're like, wow, we didn't even know that was there, which is odd, right, because we think we know everything about Rhode Island, but there's always something new to learn. Um, I want to share something with you real quick, Jen. It's funny, right? So yeah. I, I constantly ask people, I'm like, hey, what's your favorite part of the show? <laughs> they, all, they say, oh, Jennifer's part. <laughs> all, oh, thank the, you. All, <laughs> I appreciate that. All the time. They're like, oh, Jennifer's part. <laughs> so that's wow. good. Well, thank you. I'm flattered. Of course. It's my favorite part, too. So, all right, Jen, what do, what do we have going on? We got, uh, we got, we got, the top five events we're sharing. Yeah, so, you know, Halloween and the spooky season is upon us. So if you're looking for some haunted fun, as you know, the Haunted Labyrinth is in its 35th year, yes, making it the longest-running haunted house in New England. I'm kind of a haunted house chicken, by the way, <laughs> side note. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a nonprofit organization, and it's run entirely by volunteers, and the purpose and proceeds enrich the lives of our youth. So um, it's not only a great way to celebrate the Halloween season, but it's also an awesome cause. It's definitely one of Rhode Island's scariest haunted attractions. I agree. Um, yeah, the videos, too. If You can go onto their website and you can check out the videos, and, and they give you a pretty good idea of how uh, scary it actually is. And I believe it's Fridays 
and Saturdays, 7 to 10, and Sunday, 7 to 10, up until Halloween. And then it's Wednesday and Halloween, uh, 7 to 10. And on Saturdays, there's some DJ action going on. So there is. Um, plenty of chances to get there and, and get scared. It's it's a great time. And, and, you know, I've been through the Haunted Labyrinth before. I want to give a shout-out to Joe Fazio. Joe Fazio actually is our team manager. And Joe Fazio volunteers countless hours. They start in, I think, January. It's a whole year thing that they start. You know, and they start really meeting yeah. in March. They start designing it. He designs, builds, and volunteers and runs this thing with, I think, 22 other vol- adult volunteers. And then there's um, a lot of uh, young volunteers that go in and they're like the scarers. They're, and and it's, it's actually very scary. There's the, you go in yeah. there and I'm always shocked or surprised. They get me a few times easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, those, all those things scare me, even though I don't think they're going to. And then I did one haunted hayride yeah. and the guy c- crawled over the side of the hay thing and the, the, you know, the tractor and sat with me through the entire hayride and just stared at me. It was the worst thing ever. Uh, I was so scared, you know, like with the creepy mask on and they just don't say anything. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It can, you know, it can get creepy, but Halloween is a uh, definitely a fun time. And whenever it's for a good cause and great people doing great things, uh, check it out. Definitely. I think you guys are going to like that one. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Jen. And by the way, the tickets, they keep the ticket prices low. It's only, I think, like 12 bucks. Uh, yep, $12. A person. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. What else we got? So we have the fourth annual Harvest Festival, October 26th and 27th um, at Newport Vineyard. You can sip, savor, and taste everything this beautiful season. There's two full days of grape stomping wine and beer tasting, pie eating, live music, um, and food created by their culinary team, which is also a scratch team, so um, delicious food created from scratch. $25 per person, but that includes, um, I think it's about seven tastings and wine and beer tastings. You can also enter into the great stomping contest if you feel competitive or the Mm. pie eating contest, so um, definitely a great way to enjoy this season. There's a few kids' Halloween events. Um, children's Halloween will take place Monday, October 28th from 6 to 9 at the Narragansett Towers. Um, it's a spooktacular night of fun, including a spooky magic show at 6 p.m. at the library across the street from the Towers. And then at 7, there'll be a Halloween walk to the Towers, complete with trick-or-treating and a gathering of treats inside. Um, you want to pre-register at 789-9507 because space is limited. Again, at 789-9507. But... Um, that's a Monday night Halloween fun. The Main Street Halloween Stroll is Saturday, October 26th from 3 to 5 on Main Street in Wakefield. And there'll be trick-or-treating parade through all the local businesses. Um, it starts at the elementary school, the Wakefield Elementary School. And then you'll make your way through the town and then you'll head back for events by the YMCA. Um, face painting, cider, apple dipping, and all kinds of activities. And there'll also be a Halloween costume contest. And again, that starts at 3 at Wakefield Elementary School. Nice. You can also trick-or-treat on Main Street in historic Chipatchet while making a difference. Families are asked to donate non-perishable food items for each kid participating. Um, it's Saturday, October 26th from 12 to 3. And the goal is to raise 1,500 pounds of food this year. I think last year they, they went over 1,000, so now they're bringing up another 500 pounds. Um, there's three parking on Main Street and the Purple Cat Winery and donations go to the Gloucester, Rhode Island Food Pantry. So, again, it's 
it's a great way to enjoy the things that are seasonable right now, but also make a difference in the community. Awesome. And I have one more. Um, Halloween at McCoy Stadium. Please. It's actually... Uh, I'm sorry? I said please. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. This is really a sixth one, but I'll sneak it in there. Go ahead. Um, but Halloween at McCoy Stadium takes place on Halloween from 3 to 6 p.m., and it's a free event, and there'll be candy as well as visits with the Paw Sox, seasonal music, and, you know, some spooky decorations. So, you know, just if you don't... Some people don't live in neighborhoods either, which is tough. They don't really know what to do with those kids, or sometimes just the nights don't work out. So those are just mm-hmm. a couple other safe and fun options for Halloween fun with the little people. I love it. That's great. Jennifer, thank you so much. And again, for our listeners, uh, if you're just tuning in, you can check out riblogger.com to find out what's going on all throughout Rhode Island in our wonderful community so much. Uh, really, you make the state look big, and that's hard to do. <laughs> Check well, thank out you. I appreciate that. RIblogger.com. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great week. You're welcome. You too. Thank you. All right. What an awesome show. I'd like to thank Peter George with Peter George Public Speaking for being here with us. Um, Ashley Borden with Residential Mortgage Services. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here with us today, um, but we would like to thank her for being part of the show, uh, as well as everybody else behind the scenes like Christina, our producer, Bill, our station manager the Despirito team, all of our clients, friends, and family. And uh, thank you so in our listeners. Thank you so much for the support. I'm Emilio Despirito. And if you have any questions at all, please call me on my off-air number. You'll get me directly. You can leave a message if, uh, if not, or actually sometimes my assistant does pick it up. It's 401-217-2333. Again, 401-217-2333. Awesome. Thanks so much. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your family. I hope you're having family dinner with them this weekend and uh, enjoy. Thank you so much. Take care. Enjoy. Bye-bye.